0: In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no
1: escape. Comic Exposure begins in
0: 3, 2, 1.
1: Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley. And my podcast compatriot, my podcast pal, my podcast best friend forever is the one, the only.
0: You complete me, Josh. Travis Ratt's here. <laughs> I almost got teary eyed just saying it, Travis. I
1: almost, and <laughs> almost like, oh, oh I'm, we- I'm, I'm weeping. Don't touch right your now.
0: eyes, boy. Don't touch <laughs> oh, your <no>. eyes. <laughs> Stay away
1: from the T zone. Uh, so, so, Travis, uh, I want to welcome everybody into. Our, our podcast home, our podcast den, if you will. Our On the podcast comics, dojo. Our podcast dojo. Uh, awesome comics discussion does exist in this dojo, doesn't it?
0: Yes. yes. Sensei. Yeah. <laughs> it's the opposite of what goes
1: into the thing. So, I, you know, uh, Travis and I are, are bringing you into our, our podcast dojo. You can call me Sensei, and Travis is my senpai. And um, sweep the legs, Josh. Sweep the legs. See
0: what's happening now is Josh is trying to focus up on what comes (laughs) next on this. And he's spinning his wheels. Come on. Come on, Danielson. Come on, Danielson.
1: You are you are you are tuned in to what we like to call a variant edition episode where Travis and I will shoot the shit on comic books. But we're in trying times when comic books don't exist. New books don't exist, movies have been paused. So Travis and I thought, you know, who's to say that we, that he and I, can't create our own comic book universes right here on this podcast? Right. So Travis, why don't you lay it out for everybody? What what are we What are we doing on this
0: here episode, ladies and gentlemen? You are tuned in for the inaugural, and maybe final if it doesn't go well. uh, (laughs) We're calling the pitch club the comic exposure pitch club we got this idea you've you've heard us do some small pitches before it's 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 not beyond our purview to throw out a pitch or two uh during a comic exposure podcast and uh might i say josh i think we've come up with some pretty damn good pitches i think so you're like
1: you're like a randy johnson i think you're the the big big unit unit, you're the big unit yeah if i'm if kurt schilling weren't a terrible like Maga turd shithead. I would say I could be Kurt Schilling to your. How about Big Randy big Johnson, Papa, but, Big
0: Papa, Papa Grande? Wasn't he like a closing pitcher during that run for a while? Um, I don't know, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. We're actually not going to be talking about pitchers in this episode. I know <laughs> no. it may seem like that at this moment, yeah, yeah, but I have but literally not. said all the pitcher names that I know. So, all the ones. So. I'm, I'm the Justin Verlander. There we go. So, uh, the who? All right. Yeah. I, 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 so, yeah, so we um, got this idea uh, after doing Cosmic Odyssey. And we were kind of throwing out, like, who would be your, you know, your Justice League team? Because we see in Cosmic Odyssey, we see Justice League pairing up with the new gods. And, and as we know that these. And hilarity books, ensues. Yeah, these comic book superhero teams are really just a hodgepodge of, of whatever toys the creator wants to pull out and play with during that yeah. story. Arc. Yeah, you remember you would get your toy bin out and you'd pull
1: out. You pull out a He-Man and a an Peter Banker. Yeah. A Ghostbuster, a Ninja
0: Turtle, and a
1: He-Man walk into a bar. A,
0: a Burger King uh free toy. Uh- <laughs> it was like one of the nuggets from McDonald. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, like, remember when Burger King had their kids' club and they had like the kid in the yeah. wheelchair and his name was literally and, wheels. wheels? and VR. Remember like the Burger King? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, all right, and this oh, epic man. matchup, Spider-Man versus Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> He was um, in the six. i don't know if you know that or not he was the, yeah. he was the seventh sinister six <laughs> hey guys wait up great oh. um so yeah we decided you know what let's take that that concept of of pitches and let's expand that out a little bit let's spend a yeah. little more time in that sandbox let's flush out those pitches a little bit more let's get a little more just flush them out <laughs> I mean they're pretty shitty. We're gonna flush them out. <laughs> but we'll flesh them out first. Yeah, we'll, we'll flesh, flesh them out we'll flesh them out. We'll yeah <laughs> we'll f- we'll fleshlight them out. Uh, and <laughs> we will and we're gonna give them to you today. And what we're calling the pitch club. And so we have spent oh I don't know on and off. Uh, we decided on this a week ago. So we've been kind of in our spare time when we're sitting Al Bundy style on the couch in this quarantine with our hand in our pants. You know, we've been kicking around these ideas, Uh, and so now I'm going to pitch Josh my Justice League team and story arc, and Josh is going to pitch me his Justice League team and story arc, and we're calling it a uh, pitch club, but I don't know what his pitch is. I know what his team is, just because for promotional uh, aspects, I had to get that, and he knows mine. But it's not necessarily a competition. I want to hear his pitch, and we can play off it. We can kind of add to it. We can we can poke fun at it. We yeah, can yeah, yeah. talk about how awesome it is. Uh, and we're just going to build together.
1: I'm curious what route we both took. Yeah,
0: because I don't think either of us take
1: the medium. Like both of us are are like. I I'm curious if you went serious with your pitch, or I don't. I don't think it's possible for you to go serious with your pitch. So I'll be. <laughs> I'll be interested to see what we get. So let's start Pitch Club, man.
0: Gentlemen, welcome to Comic Exposure Pitch Club. The first rule of Pitch Club is you tell everyone about Pitch Club. The second rule of Pitch Club is you pick your character or characters And as the name suggests, you pitch your story idea. The third and final rule is, if this is your first pitch, you pitch tonight. Hey, we're back. And now it's time. You, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the pitch zone. Uh, we uh, before we before we decide who goes first and who pitches theirs first, I want to talk just r- real briefly about. Okay, yeah. what was your experience like uh, coming over this pitch, Josh? What did you struggle with? What did you uh, without giving away your pitch? Okay, so
1: here's what I struggle with. I love Batman, and I know Batman's rogues gallery. My DC knowledge is not very broad. And what I learned is there are far fewer DC villains that just aren't Batman's villains, right? There's like the flash has his and Batman has his and then Lex Luthor, right? Otherwise, like it's, it's a little strange. So I had a little bit of trouble. I had to do some, I had to do some digging man because most of my justice league knowledge comes from those justice league cartoons and not a whole lot else and wonder twins which not in my but how close was i to using the wonder twins in my pitch so very
0: close what would you do if i use wonder twins and i put them both in my pitch I might. I would
1: not have stand up and walked out on you because I, I almost <laughs> did it myself. So I, I think that was my thing is my knowledge of DC is very much Superman, Batman, right? Um, so for me, I had to do a little digging to find a good villain or a villain that would work. I had my structure and idea before I had a villain because the villain is sort of secondary for me. So I'm interested, what what did you struggle with? What was easy for you?
0: Yeah, so uh, I came up with the, when I I started going from like, who are characters that I would like to play with first? And that came very easy to me. And once I started picking my characters, I noticed they started to have some commonalities in them. And then, through the commonalities, I found my my broad idea, so I got the broad okay. idea quick and i and I, I got cocky. I got cocky at first. Uh, <laughs> I started making like graphics with my characters on it, and I had like a a, a a general pitch on it, and then the execution of the pitch uh was tougher, and I found that at first, I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm using some characters that I like, but I haven't necessarily spent a lot of time with and I- so at first i was trying to be as authentic to uh continuity as possible having we we, we both admit that our holes in dc are very I, big I, so i, I threw that out, the window. out the window. yeah i threw out the <laughs> window pretty pretty quickly but when i could if i could tie it to something in the character's past and try to make that make sense yeah. i could but my problem is I don't know where these characters are currently in the DC universe. I don't even know if all, all right. of mine are alive. So I think both our pitches are like kind of like a cosmic odyssey. It's a sto- well that was actually connected to continuity. It's kind of like that uh um it's, it's an like, elseworld it, tale, it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just like, you know, here's this uh we're we're going to be reading um uh Batman the Last I mean, yeah. Night on Earth. Last night on Last, Earth. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or like a which is kind of similar, uh, old man, Logan, right. We're yeah. kind of like the rules, uh, don't apply to that, that continuity. So I found that a little bit tough as well, uh, was that continuity. And you're right. As you said it, you're like the, so many of the great villains are Batman villains. Um, right. And so on there.
1: So I'm curious, Travis, when you like, so as you picked out your characters and you said, this hit me, this is the pitch I wanted. Um, did you, so you and I just, here's our rules. Travis and I set up some rules, five members of your justice league, right? Five justice league members, one key villain, make it happen, right? That was really what our, what our only rules were. Did you struggle only having five? Because I'm going to tell
0: you, I have five plus some other guests, right? Yeah. That's what I have too. I have a core team of four actually. Okay. Okay. Uh, but there will there's a heavy presence of another one. But when I think of the Justice League team, like and you look at a Justice League book, you have yeah. the the core members for that mission, and then of course, in in an arc, they're gonna stumble across other heroes <coughs> I and mean, they're gonna serve different functions. Uh and same exactly. with the, same with, same with the villain uh, as well. Like there's, I, I just like a few moments ago, came up with the twist uh, that brings <laughs> in another villain, but I guess you could determine who the big baddie is uh, uh, in, in the end of the, the, yeah. the arc here. Uh, one of the things that I did not tell you, uh, and so I'm going to throw it at you now to think about is, uh, obviously if we were, you know, paid writers, we'd want to write these stories, but I'm going to ask you to tag onto your pitch. What creative team... Would you want to do your arc? Okay.
1: Uh, That's going to, it's a good, they're not asking me now because it's going to take the pitch (laughs) in order to get it to you. All right. So here's what I, here's what I want to know. I want you to give me, let's do our teams first. You give your team. I'll give my team. Then you pitch. Then I pitch. Uh,
0: Actually, my pitch uh, has an opening uh, that reveals the team. Oh, okay. Okay, so then pitch me. Pitch right. me, Big Daddy. I'll go first. <laughs> Randy, big, the big unit coming up. Yeah. <laughs> That's <is> ridiculous. <laughs> Wait, right, just one read. second. One, one yeah. second. Are you wearing a Big Trouble in Little China hat? Yep, I'm wearing a Big Trouble in Little China trucker hat.
1: Porkchop Express, buddy. That's right. Oh, good old Is, Jack uh, Burton
0: here. Old Jack Burton here.
1: Can he be in the Justice League?
0: <laughs> well, let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> you got to ask yourself, have you paid your dues? And I look him in the eyes. And I say the check's in the mail. The mail. <laughs> all right. Let me hear it. Pitch the me. Quar- the quarantine express. Uh, all right. <clears throat> I am I can't look at you while I'm doing this because you're behind the screen. So I'm just going to go for it exterior you wrote a legit thing stop, stop okay stop, sorry. okay exterior <laughs> a grimy punk club in the unposh part of london the club is literally shaking with music interior a hardcore band is playing on stage and the club is packed with young people jumping moshing and generally enjoying themselves cut to john constantine crammed into the corner of the bar surrounded by a sea of young people He is having a pint of Guinness with Les, the former bass player of John's punk band, Mucus Membrane. They are catching up on old times while bemoaning the current state of punk rock. While the two are having a chat, we hear the next band take the stage. The club is too packed with punks for John and Les to see the band, but they hear the singer shout, Whatever happened to good old-fashioned anarchy? At this point, the song kicks in, and the mood of the club changes. The well-meaning violent energy of the club takes on a darker and more lethal tone. The young kids of the club start biting, bashing, and smashing anything in the club, including each other. As a violent team mob pours into the streets, Les and John are separated. Constantine casts some containment spells, trying to slow the spilling of chaos out into the streets of London. But it's no use, and the mob spills into the streets splits into the streets, leaving the club abandoned in rubble. Rubble that John Constantine now sees contains the limp body of his friend and former bandmate, Les. As he goes to help his friend, John is stampeded by a group of bloody feral punkers and is knocked unconscious. He awakens in his trashy Soho apartment only to find Batman looming over him. Batman tells John that Les is in critical condition at the hospital. The Gotham detective explains to John that last night's incident at the club is only one in a series of violent youth revolts stemming from similar music venues around the world. John is thirsty for revenge for what was done to Lest, and another pint. But he wants nothing to do with Batman or any superheroes. After some convincing, Constantine agrees to Batman's suggestion that he go undercover to figure out the mystery of the disturbed youths of the world. But Constantine can't do it alone he will need a team no not a team <laughs> i love he'll, this so much <laughs> he'll need a he'll need a band batman opens the door to constantine's flat living room to reveal the black canary superboy and plastic man all with instruments ready to rock for justice <laughs> and now the tag on this one the tag on this one um all right so you want me to stop right there for right now yeah I, so i like i it is wonderful team because
1: i like i and i'm gonna tell you what i love i love the look mine is not gonna be as astoundingly beautifully written as i pitch it for you but i do it is a great intro it is a fantastic silly but also like okay i can see where this is going so here i have one question yeah you haven't said who it is and I might not be this character but it is 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 there any way that the music meister is involved
0: in this plot okay so <laughs> i'm i'm just going to go ahead i'm going to go ahead and i'm going to give my pitch and then we'll do your pitch right so that way we're I not it. jumping jacking back and forth so <laughs> in this musical mystery <laughs> In this musical mystery, Constantine goes back to his punk rock roots to get to the bottom of an evil plot to take control of the minds of the young and plunge the world into chaos, while at the same time keeping his band together and making it to gigs on time. A trail of clues that can only be uncovered by delving deep into the punk Sounds like punk rock Scooby Doo! It's like punk rock Scooby Doo! (laughs) Reveals the villain, the Music Meister, who has been using his hypnotic music powers to control the minds of the young, with the purpose of extending his power of control from individuals in small crowds to global domination via the airwaves. I love it! I love it, Travis. (laughs) So I got to know who plays what instrument who plays okay. what instrument so um so he, so he, you can help me out with this uh, yeah. i'll tell you uh each of the characters kind of uh uh constantine is aided by black canary who recently having had a child with green arrow is conflicted by the time on the road away from her child while she fi- will she finally hang up her leather jacket in crime-fighting ways to te- settle into suburban domestic boredom Right. So like hers is like the you know, like, ah oh man, like I, I is it time to, is it time to hang up? Yeah. Is it time to hang up yeah. the punk rock? Obviously, Canary's got to be the singer, right? Yes. The Canary. Cry. Yeah. OK.
1: Jo- John Constantine does not play bass. He plays guitar.
0: Yes. OK, absolutely. Yeah. So that leads us to that's 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 the uh, uh, pitch on Black Canary. Plastic Man discovers while touring that the years of crime fighting have taken a toll over his ever-twisted and gnarled body, turning into a punk rock cliché of drug abuse that eases his pain but also dampens his powers. So for Plastic Man, I want him to be like the the one on the team who like, he's just like pained out, you know, on the road and is all catching up with him. So he starts like doing drugs to like ease his pain, but it also dampens his power. He's drummer, baby, because he's got to get oh. all of those boom, 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 Perfect. boom, boom, boom. I was going to say, he's got to be a drummer. One scene I wanted to, when he was playing a club, his arms are reaching around and he's taking sticks and beating the bar, beating toilets, flushing toilets, creating all that, <laughs> that, that, that percussion sounds with everything in the bar. I like it. I like it. Uh we have Superboy is the ever the attention seeker, but will his fame and growing ego send his already clone identity issues into a tailspin? He's the bassist.
1: Yeah, he's the bassist. Yeah. He definitely is the bassist. Right, yeah. he wants the limelight, but he only plays bass.
0: Right. Yeah. I love, and, it. I love it. And then John Constantine, John must reach into the lessons of his punk rock adolescence to learn how to work with the team. In a cl- climactic battle where the music meister is taking possession of the minds and wills of all of Gotham including his bandmates, Constantine must travel to the crossroads in the deep south like Robert Johnson did so many years ago. John must once again sell his soul to save his bandmates and possibly the entire world. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. He has to make it to the old <laughs> oh, yeah, a deal. Oh man, crossroads, baby. Um, that's so good. And so yeah, so my idea on this pitch was, uh, I start. I love Constantine. You know, I read almost the entire run of Hellblazer. Uh, I like that dark. I mean, he's a preacher type character. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I'm like, okay, if I'm gonna spend time with that, and. Constantine, in a lot of his stories, he talks about his old band, punk band, Mucus Membrane, which I always love because we love punk rock. And then I started thinking about my pitch audience, which is you. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, what can we do? Because the thing about Justice League is, uh, I guess I was trying to take a, the Justice League, and use them to tell a Marvel-esque type story. Something that is a little bit more less god-like, more street-level, more yeah. about the the humans dealing with real-life issues uh, that um, we deal with. And I, for me, yeah. it would be a great way to have conversations like you in your hit podcast, The Punk Rock Classrooms. Um, <laughs> it would be a great way to talk about, you know, like how Punk rock is injected into your everyday life, middle age, comics, uh, all this stuff. And I think that this would be a way to do that. And there were a lot of options for the villain because there's a lot of villains that use music or storylines that use music. Um, We had Pied Piper and I found a couple of them. But the Music Meister Meister is underused. I would do like an updated version. He wouldn't be like the... This like the swing look like he is from Justice yeah. Brave and Bold. He would be like more of like you know like a a, a realistic if that character was kind of like like did that.
1: You, did you did you have you seen the
0: Batman cartoon that he's in? Uh, I watched some clips. I don't know which one it was from where he's actually doing the singing right where yeah. Neil, Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris yeah. is doing the voice. Yeah, yeah.
1: so By in the that music episode. meister. meister. That episode, he changes appearance for every type of song he does to
0: qual- quality quality episode. A couple of things episode. you might like about this as well. All yeah. of the issues are going to be puns on Ramon title tracks. We have, here we, here we go. We have, of course, Beat on the Bat. I love it. We have um, Teenage Clone Lobotomy we have dina is a punk rocker dina is a punk rocker dina is we I love also it. have I love it so much. now i want to sniff some plastic <laughs> that's all i've got so far <laughs> i like it i love it so i am i am
1: thoroughly thoroughly tickled by it and i like so here's what i want to, here's what i want to say i like the idea of like telling a a road story because that's your favorite thing yeah you you love a road story Mm -hmm. so you get a road story you get a music story you get sort of a very ground level characters i mean even though like super superboy superboy right right but what they're dealing with you know what's superboy gonna do he can't just go punch all of these kids because that's you don't want to do that you don't want to hurt all of these people right right so I do like that you're putting him in a situation where he's he has to be limited because these aren't just villains; these are humans who are you know these are these are regular people who've been mind controlled. So you can't do what
0: you would normally do and punch a giant gorilla, right? Well, yeah, but meanwhile you have John Constantine who doesn't have that that tough line in there. You know, so you have right. someone like Dina who's going to be constantly being like, "Hey, hey," and Plastic Man who are going to be like, "Hey, like w- you can't can't go so." You can't rock so hard, John. I I also love
1: that you have none of the heavy Justice League hitters in it. I mean, Batman. Batman. Batman, uh, But I like that he's like, you guys handle this stuff, right?
0: (laughs) I thought Solomon Grundy could be the roadie. Maybe I was going to put Solomon Grundy as the roadie. Uh, (laughs) But I I didn't want to write him into the story. Um, I was thinking thinking that this could be like a fun like eight to ten. I think I would need like eight to ten. Uh, it'd be great to have a year to tell like an epic kind of road story. Yeah. Uh, the new twist that I thought maybe would work well is that, you know, cause they're going to all these cities and I don't know the the series of clues of course that they, that they follow. Right. Uh, but they go to these different cities and, and, you know, have these mini adventures while they're dealing with those kind of arcs. But I thought at the end they could realize that it was actually Lex Luthor had used the Candace project to clone music Meister. So they're actually, all, so music meister, there's a bunch of music meisters who are different styles of music and different like forms, and oh. so that way they get to like if we're in Seattle, it's like a grungy kind of like issue, you know. If we're I in like, like Blitzkrieg Bop in like Berlin, it's like you know like a a German death metal band or something like that. Uh, and at the end, it would create a, like a bigger thing where John would actually have to sell his soul to stop you know Gotham from being yeah uh, overtaken. Um, I love it. Yeah. I think it's perfect.
1: Thank you, my friend. So are you ready for my pitch? Yes. All right. Take it anyway. Exterior. Exterior. <laughs> it's outside no. So yeah. my mine is not as mine is not as yours. But here's let me lay it out for you. The Martian manhunter is getting married. Okay. And the here's the deal. Who's gonna throw the Martian Manhunter a bachelor party, right? Like Martian Manhunter lost his wife and his child. When, when Mars, you know, when, when all that happened on, on Mars and, and I'm going to rewrite that he ever, I don't know if he ever got married. I don't know that much. I didn't check that much, but so he's getting married. John Johns is getting married. He found the one, but he's got to have a bachelor party, but he doesn't want a bachelor party because he's a Martian. He doesn't understand it. But a couple of his justice league pals are like, no dude this is a reason to party let's do it and those two would be uh guy gardner and booster gold of course of course (laughs) but here's the deal they don't tell batman they don't tell superman because neither of them would want it superman would be like well i don't know guys we shouldn't do this right because he's too boy scout and then you can't bring batman to a party you can't do it right
0: so I'm 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 gonna take some notes here Go ahead.
1: You've got you've got Guyer, Booster Gold are taking Martian Manhunter out, but that like got to go with just that. So they invite Green Arrow. Green Arrow's down, right? He's a, he's he's got the he's got the cash flow. He can make it happen. And then Metamorpho, because I needed I needed someone with some bizarre powers to play around with for the pitch that I'm getting. So I'm not exactly sure why Metamorpho's the one, but I went with like lower tier justice league members because and martian martian manhunter is one of the big justice league guys but he's being taken out by sort of these b and c list justice leaguers right and so they take him out but here's the thing they don't want to do it on earth one superman and two batman they don't want them to know about what they're doing right because they'll frown upon going out and partying because they're the justice league so they get the space cabbie. Do you know who the space cabbie is? No, no. There's a there's a cab driver who can drive anything in the universe. Who drives the Justice League around sometimes in space? Oh, I cabs. didn't know that. that's awesome, right? So Josh, Josh, the space did, cabbie, you to look,
0: did you have to look that up? I had to look up some stuff in mine. I
1: knew the space cabbie because of like the Justice League cartoons. Okay. So okay. here
0: here's the deal. They're not going to boom
1: tube anywhere, right? Because they'd have to they have to go to the Justice League base in order to use the boom tube
0: and they want to keep this on the DL, right? And the, and the cabbie is like the limousine. It has all like the champagne. It's got the, right, the bachelor right, party. Right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So yeah. it's the bachelor party. And here's the deal. Uh, Green Arrow can't, you know, he, what, he, what does he know about space, right? Uh, same thing, same thing, you know? And so him and Meta, Green Arrow is sort of the guy who's like, what the hell's going? I want him to be the one who's like the fish out of water in this because he has no superpowers. Everybody else has, you know, some power that they can rely on. But Green Arrow is kind of like the everyman in this. You get to be Green Arrow while you're in this. You live through him. And so they go to a galactic casino planet. Yes,
0: I said you (laughs) you said casino and I was like, (laughs) yes. They go to a
1: galactic casino planet for this sort of like boys night out, like boys retreat for if, it Martian was, if it was uh um saga, it would be Sextilia. <laughs> right. So they go they go for for Martian Manhunters, they're gonna be like boys' weekend, right? And so they go to do this, and so here's what I want you to think of. I want you to think of a little bit of Bachelor Party, right? Of course, where nothing
0: goes right with Bachelor Party. I want you to think a little bit of Ocean's Eleven. Hey, who is right? is Guy Gardner the Tom? No, um okay. But in this one, Guy Gardner is more the Tom Hanks kind of like like fun guy right
1: yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. guy
1: gardener guy and booster gold are playing the part of like how much trouble can we get into what wacky stuff can we get john john's yeah. up to yeah. before he gets married right and so they they go to they they go to this planet uh this casino planet and uh of course they imbibe a little too much and guy gardener bets his ring and a game of high stakes whatever i don't know what it is but he gets like so think of hangover right yes. like he yes. also so like all of these things combined he bets his ring and loses it but here's the deal the auctioner who is and here's what i found out there are very few galactic villains that just aren't
0: the yellow air yellow, right. You needed like the collector I, from Marvel, but you didn't have that. And they
1: have one. No, they have okay, it. Okay. And he's called the auctioner. Right. So he's essentially the, the DC version of the collector, but he tries to buy and sell superheroes. Right. So he tries to collect superheroes, but he's on this casino planet because he knows this is a place where he can get things and all that. It just so happens that while he's like in this casino, you have the Justice League show up and he is orchestrating Guy Gardner losing his ring. So here's what you've got. You've got Guy Gardner, no superpowers now, right? Green Arrow, no real superpowers. You've got Booster Gold, who doesn't really have superpowers, but he's from the future, so he's got like future stuff and he has a robot named Skeets, right? (laughs) So Skeets is with him, right? (laughs) And then... So while they're there, they have to try to get his ring back and it's going to take a very Ocean's Eleven plot to rob the casino to get the ring from the auctioneer, right? Because the auctioneer runs the casino planet and so they have to try to rob it. And each of them, I don't, I don't have it all planned out, but each of them uses their specific power to make this happen. And while they're there, it just so happens that they run into Zatanna, who is doing a show on the casino
0: planet. Because she looks literally like she's dressed up like a casino person. Well, she she does magic, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Mr. Miracle. Both of them
1: are, they're working a show on the planet, right? Because Mr. Miracle's got to practice. He's got to, so it, they kind of, this is the league, but they bring in and get some help from Zatanna and Mr. Miracle to make this. So essentially, guy gardner gets wicked plastered bets his ring loses it but they can't tell batman or superman what's going on because they don't like they don't want the pressure and so you've got like green arrow who's essentially the like what the hell did i get myself into martian man hunter who's so embarrassed that this is going on and then like two two fuck-ups
0: yeah i <laughs> I think this, I love this pitch and that's why I had like double down on mine. Cause you yeah, gave me a little hint. Like you said, uh, casino lost lantern ring. And I was like, Holy shnikes. That's good. <laughs> that's so good. And I was kicking myself that I didn't think, I think about it. I love the oceans 11 aspect of it. Um, I think that uh, the, even Green Arrow is kind of like the straight man because he's in a relationship, basically like a marriage. Right. So he's that yeah. guy that always goes to the bachelor party, who's always like trying to like pull back on on the on right. the fun and the excess, right? And right. of course, uh, Martian Manhunter is the clue. He's a, he's a blank canvas. So whatever they right. say, like this is an Earth tradition, uh, of course. So you have the devil on one side, Booster Gold and Guy Gardner. Then you have Green Arrow on the other side, and they're kind of pulling at. at uh, Martian Manhunter, it's brilliant. Yeah. Chef's kiss, as I figured, you would say.
1: I, I think Metamorpho is there just so he can use his weird powers. I was thinking, I, was I trying don't know to much find... about
0: Metamorpho as much as. So, the...
1: He was my i. I wanted to hit five, but I didn't want. I wanted them to find Mister Miracle and Zatanna there. I didn't want them to bring them along for the adventure. Right. So Metamorpho is essentially like he's there to fill that fifth spot. And I think it would be fun. You need someone with some weird powers to be able to get this done. Right. 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 And so, you know, so he has all of these sort of varied super, he's like super scroll a little bit, right? right? Like he's got everybody's sort of power. And so I think that that would be, he's sort of like the, the oddball. I almost, I was going to use plastic man, but you had him in your team. Yeah. So, because I, because I couldn't use Plastic Man, I went with Metamorpho. Plastic Man would have been my three. Would have been my three fuck ups with Martian Manhunter. That's well, what it would have
0: been. Can I suggest another element to your story? I wrote yeah. this down. Um, yeah. So we talk about like having to distract Superman and Batman. Yeah, I think that they should enlist uh, Jimmy Olsen to lead them on like a wild goose chase adventure. So you're cutting back from like the big adventure, right? So if you yeah. want, you could always have the ex machinas come in uh, you know, like at some point or whatever it is. But yeah. like and you cut to like Jimmy's like, we're we're going on on this He goes, yeah, yeah, well we're going. We need this is what we need you to do, Jimmy <laughs> Turtle Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy Olsen may have also been a
1: like would have been a good foil to to bring with them but i didn't like so i would tell you if i could swap but i didn't want to take one of your characters yeah i definitely would have put plastic man instead of metamorpho because that way you get three idiots guy gardner booster gold and plastic man with with green arrow being your straight man and uh john john's being your clueless i don't know what's going on right yeah yeah (laughs) yeah, yeah yeah And oh, then absolutely. they have, and then they enlist the help of Zatanna and Mr. Miracle to kind of round out, like, you do this part. Zatanna, you use your
0: magic to distract, you know, like each of them gets this piece of it. Right. And you can do like that. We talked about in Fables, that parlor room scene where at the end, yeah. they like when they're like caught, they're like, you think you won? This is actually what we had doing. And it's like doing like the, the Ocean's Eleven thing. Like they right. do, you know, right. like cut to you. Right. And, so,
1: and so like Mr. Miracle's the one who like hides in the champagne like like the cart that gets put inside, you know, yes. like he's the one, like he's the one trapped in who has
0: to break out, right? So he can get inside the safe the vault to get the, to get the uh, ring, you know? yeah, yeah. Because so that's what, your next assignment would be like as a writer, um, in the uh Ocean's Eleven world, they all have a special skill. Like there's the right. the the guy who's good at disguises, the old guy who can like play other people. There's the uh the orchestrator, the George Clooney character. There yeah. is the, you know, the lockpick guy or whatever it is. The guy who can break into stuff, crack stuff. So like those the, and then that's how you figure out the the big heist is once you yeah, realize what you're good at heist. yeah. Yeah. So it ends up being
1: a heist it ends up being a heist book. And so I don't think it would take a twelve issue, but I think no. it's probably like a six six max. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. I could do four or six four easy. To,
1: four yeah. to six to tell the quick story of like how does this happen? How do they resolve the issue? Uh, how do they outwit the auctioner and his robot minions in the casino in order to get Guy Gardner's ring back? That's brilliant. That's brilliant. I will tell you, I had the Guy Gardner pitch a long time ago. Um, someone was talking about um, wanting to do a... Some artist who was just starting out was talking about, like, I want to... I need a pitch because I, I have to write my... I have to do my my um portfolio piece right i need like a really short story that i can pitch to just draw up for this and so i had thrown out guy gardner casino planet bets ring like that's that you could do did that, use and that? that
0: did he use that he, he didn't use it oh but my like god that, what a fool it's so that's, that's, that's your pitch right there i mean really you don't the bat so that was what you you let on the first time like oh man And then when you send me the picture, you're like, one word, bachelor party. And I'm like, those elements combine so well. They combine so well. Because you
1: need a reason for Guy Gardner to be on the – like you could just make Guy Gardner a curmudgeon out there by himself on the planet. But how does he get his ring back? And so he's like – he can't do it by himself because he's lost all of his power, right? And so by doing the bachelor party, he has a group of people right there – that have to help him get his ring back. You know? So it all it builds on it builds on itself to make it happen. The toughest part, and I like the toughest part for me was finding a villain that would fit because I
0: wanted it to be an outer space. Right? Yeah. And so I like and Sinestro, and, there's Sinestro, but I think right. the auctioner is better. Because he won't know about the auctioner that much. So like he you, you can reinvent that character without people right. being like yeah. You can do whatever you want with it. And then it can be sillier because if it's Sinestro, it's not silly. Right.
1: Like I want this to be, I want this to be funny. I want it to be a funny sort of wacky. Oh shit tale. Right. Like I really want it to be bachelor party meets oceans. 11 meets hungover, like hangover. Those are, that's my, those are my three. Those are my three right there. Right. So here's what I want
0: you threw this at me, (laughs) Travis. I gotta know who who writes and draws your book uh so for what i'm thinking about calling either justice league world tour or justice league leather um i'm thinking... i like
1: Justice league leather.
0: yeah it sounds yeah. it sounds gross but it sounds like dirty but i think that that works <laughs> uh who do i put on here oh uh uh if i couldn't write it i would like i'm looking for someone oh, wait, who wait, I, wait, I got it wait justice league full leather jacket <laughs> anything you want josh anything you want (laughs) full leather jacket When i'm looking for it uh because i wanted someone who could embrace the music aspect of it and has a lot to say about music but i also want someone who can go between being kind of uh uh dark and also funny so i'm looking at daniel warren johnson who did that uh, uh murder falcon Oh, okay. All right. As as the writer to it, I don't I don't want him on on the art, but I want him. I thought he'd be. I thought he could write it really well. Uh, he has obviously a lot to say about music. He's very passionate about music and like yeah. what music means to people and 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 how it can heal and how it can save and how it can destroy. Uh, and then. Uh, for art, I went through a couple of different people, uh, but I think uh, Francisco uh, Frank Avila uh, would be Oh, God, would be, it'd be so good. I want, I want him so drawing and coloring, because he, he colored, I believe, too, on those Archie books, and I love that yeah. kind of that flat coloring on there. Yeah. Uh, of course, I wanted the idea of it... I try to figure out who did those old Ramones covers because I want all the covers to be done, but I don't know if he's, I couldn't figure out his or her name or if he's still, (laughs) he or she is still alive, but I thought all the, you know, going with the theme of uh, they're all kind of puns on Ramones tracks to do the covers like Ramones albums. You could almost
1: take any punk album from that time. So you could do like a clash, you could do like a mock-up of a clash album, a mock-up of a damned album. Like you could take, you could take all these things and, 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 just, Just like they sell ass.
0: like hotcakes.
1: Right, right. We would um, buy them all for sure. I would. So I don't have an artist yet in mind, but my writer is Mark Russell. Oh, okay. Mark Russell has yeah, got good comic chops. He's He's written for DC. And I think, you know, it's not satire as much as it is satirizing maybe
0: superhero comics. Right. Right. There's a little bit of of in there, but it's I think a, it's, Mark a, it's Russell- a cosmic. It's a cosmic comedy too. It's like or Chip. Or Chip Zdarsky. I was thinking Chip Zdarsky would do. Chip Zdarsky's comedy leans a little bit uh, like that Hangover uh, uh, right. bachelor party style, where he's not afraid to get a little crass, but at the same time, right. still keep it uh, 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 right. In, so. In good so, taste. so- One of those two would be, I think
1: Chip Zdarsky would be really good. I think uh, Mark Russell would be fun. He might be a little too satirical for it, but I thought like, who's a good sort of a fun writer like that for art. um, I don't know. That's the one that I, that I'm like, that I have a little, a little struggle with figuring out who I would want to draw it. I don't want it to look house. Right. Yeah. Um, The color
0: is going to be really important on yours. To make those cosmic colors and the fun pop. Right, right. So I think, like, I think, like, you know, who are some, who are some
1: fun artists? Like, um, I love Mike Allred. I think he's great. Uh He did that. He did a Silver Surfer run that was really, really kind of, like, wacky and sort of all out there. He would be really good. Um. And then I go, like, well, what if I did something really weird and did uh, the the oh shoot, what's this the guy who did chew. Layman would be a good writer for it too, now that I think about yes.
0: it. Yes. Oh wow, but, yeah.
1: This would be a great layman book just in general. <laughs> right. Or but the artist from Chew, I think, would be kind of like he doesn't do big to, I two. Remember, books. I'm trying to remember who, who, oh, let, me, who so, is, let me see. Yeah, look yeah, at, my, at my thing right now. Uh, oh, Rob Guillory. Rob Rob Guillory would be like he would be kind of a it would be weird. It would definitely would be an obscure artist to do for it. Um but I've got three key sort of like one of those three writers would be would what be about really Chang good. Chang from like Paper Girls. Yeah, oh that'd be good. Yeah. I do like that. That'd be good. He did a, he did that really good Wonder Woman too. Uh the new fifty two Wonder Woman. He did really oh, well. I don't that, really saw it. He might uh he might be the one. Nice. I think you're right. Paper Girls. You give me that color too, that color from Paper
0: Girls. Yep. That's what you want. You want that kind of like uh, 80s, uh, speaking of Big Trouble, Little China. uh, Yeah, I do. I do want it to feel very 80s though. I want, I like, not as middle-aged white
1: uh, American '80s. I want to have this very sort of like, I'd like this Trumpy casino
0: 80s vibe to it. You know what I mean? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You could make the auctioner almost like a Trump figure too. Oh God, that'd be good. Where he's obsessed with like his brand and, and like, he thinks the ring is going to be great for his brand. Like, you know, it's like to, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. I like it. Maybe like maybe it. like he enlarges it and puts it rotating on top of the casino. So they have to find a way to, to
1: like
0: <laughs> shrink the ring. The, the ring is also powering the casino. He's going to save a few cosmic bucks, you know, because powering <laughs> those casinos are, is really expensive.
1: Well, and, and those rings can apparently do, if we learned anything from uh, uh, get, uh, Cosmic Odyssey, those rings can do almost anything.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: So they, yeah. They, can, they, can, they can handle anything that you want. it.
0: They can scan the human body if you needed to. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you have like a uh, Siegfried and Roy act going on in there. You have so, there's so right. much you can do when you start getting into the Vegas vibe of it. I, right? Well, yeah. that's my thing. It's like Zatanna and Mr. Miracle
1: are doing an act. And so early on, they run into them before Guy Gardner loses his ring. They spot them at the show but they don't want them to know they're there right right because they don't like this is supposed to be undercover and so they don't like it, no one's supposed to know about their trip for john johns because they're trying to they don't want batman and superman to find out about john it. johns is the perfect like like canvas too for that story oh he's a perfect he's the perfect like I, if this is what
0: we do then i this is yeah we, we, we do shots up our butt, okay. That's what we do, right? It's like, like it's like it's. He's the foreign exchange student, and he's like, okay, like I'm down for anything, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's let's take a look now. Uh, we put the word out there uh, online, yeah, yeah, uh, to, we asked to people to give us their pitch or yeah, give us their people, pitch. Yeah. So some people came up with their 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 ideal Justice League lineup, and some people even pitched a a little bit of a story. This first one is uh, from Jamal at. To the level, uh, excuse me, uh, Jamal from at to the next level on Twitter. He said, "Would this work? Cyborg gets hacked by someone on Apocalypse and spins a plot that the Justice League are trying to take over Earth in order to discredit. And once they're separated, separated, the League's members are picked off one by one for a Dark Side invasion. Oh, kind of classic, okay. kind of that classic." Uh, 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 new gods meets Justice League uh, invention, but with a twist of Cyborg being hacked. I do like the idea
1: of like you use Cyborg. Cyborg somehow has the videotapes, right? And you like, I assume that he's got a database that records everything he sees. And so you hack him so that you can go like, look world. I would think it really should. I I like dark side, but I also think that's a Lex Luthor plot if I've ever heard one. Right. And
0: here's the thing too why is everyone constantly trying to hack cyborg? <laughs> like this, this poor guy gets hacked so much. He needs a better firewall, you know? He just has malware
1: everywhere. Just, <laughs> He's just... just riddled, riddled with worms.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, we have uh, a uh, a plot from, let me go to it here. Uh, this one comes from Sam, the movie mechanic, over uh, at the podcast Couch Cruncher. So, shout out to the Couch Crunchers podcast. I actually, just uh, sat down with Sam last week to talk about Brigsby Bear. So, go check out that podcast on couchcrunchers.com. Uh, he says his team is Plastic Man, Zatanna, Booster Gold, Katana, and the Huntress. They take to the high seas against Anubis, Egyptian god of death. Anubis is seeking to destroy the world, world order, and remake it to his ideals. Our heroes just want to have an adventure, and Anubis' plans are getting in the way. Along the way, our heroes save a princess and the ancient Egypt from Anubis' dark designs. In the end, they learn that friendship is the greatest adventure of all. So do they have to go back in time? I um I don't know if it says in here, but I like what I like about this one is I like the swashbuckling aspect of it. It feels like there's some swashbuckling. I do like the swashbuckling. I do like uh Katana under underused. That's
1: that's a fun one.
0: Uh I do a heavy, love Satan. Heavy, a heavy female cast in this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I and Plastic Man's like a weird is a weird character to throw in the mix with it, but I like it. I love the goofiness of plastic man. He gives you some levity whenever you need it.
0: I think from based on these conversations plastic man is we need more plastic man in our lives apparently there's a fever and the only cure
1: it's (laughs) that's why that's that's how we get word of uh coronavirus more plastic man
0: (laughs) not great for the oceans great for comics all right um we have uh a uh uh from alan he's he was he's been on uh A couple of our podcasts uh and he just gave a team here captain marvel orion uh power girl and uh uh, dr fate
1: that's a pretty high level
0: powerful team that's huge you've
1: got got heavy hitters there with orion and uh captain marvel and i think you have to call him shazam now if i am correct but yes uh power those are all like heavy hitters i wonder like what do you put them up against? Because it's got to be big, right? It can't yeah, be. Any-
0: it almost has to be like multiple villains or like some sort of like the anti-life uh, equation in there. Uh, right, by the way, by the way, thank you for not putting the anti-life into your pitch. No problem. It's got to be like it's got to be like Mongol and Dark Side
1: and someone else. I think the tough thing about a Justice League story, if you're not going to have the Trinity in it. And this is the thing that you and I both sort of like the reason why you don't have the Trinity in yours is because they're undercover. Right? right. The reason I don't have the Trinity in mine is because you don't want them to find out. Right. Cause Superman would be all like, we're a boy scouty," And then Batman just has no fun. Right. And so he yeah. wouldn't let it happen. So I think with a story like this, I go like, okay, if these are the characters, what are they fighting that Superman's not involved? Right. Cause these are all like, heavy hitting people. So how do you get rid of Superman in it your story? Is.
0: That is, that is the thing that we see in the, in the Marvel and DC comics is writers constantly have to handicap or find a way to get rid of those powerful people like Hulk or yeah. Thor or, you right. know, Captain Marvel um, or Superman. And, you know, in, in, and it's, 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 it's almost like, it's almost like a, if you're not going to tell a Superman story or a cool. Thor story, because they're in the same world, the first thing you have to do in a story is like, all right, let me get rid of, like, let me, sometimes people do it in like a line. Well, Superman's busy with this. And when, and when, uh, continuity was a bigger issue, then I was okay because you knew in this month's uh, justice league, Superman in his individual book is off somewhere doing his own thing. So you could, right. you could, and I think that just became too overloading for writers to keep track of where Wolverine, I think ruined that. <laughs> oh. well he had to be in every book because he was yeah wolverine. he had to be in it but he's not he's not super powerful so when wolverine shows up it's not like well then it's just game over for all the bad guys
1: right right but i think i think that's the thing that's tough with with when you're dealing with dc has this pantheon of gods right marvel not i mean they've got a couple big heavy hitters you've got thor you've got now that we've We've powered up Captain Marvel pretty, pretty heavy and the Hulk, right? Like those are your, those are the big ones and the vision, right? The vision right. in the, oh, comic, yeah, yeah. the vision in, in the D or in the MCU is this, you know, giant heavy hitter of a thing. And so you have to find a way to sideline them and go like, well, the Hulk, the Hulk took off, or you could say like the Hulk is worried about hurting people. So he, you know, he's laying low or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. But in DC, all those characters have a massive amount of super strength, right? And superpowers. So they either have
0: to face a gigantic threat or you have to take them off the table. Well, here in this next, we'll do like two more, but here, our okay. next pitch, this is pitched by Chris. He was, uh, 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 our guest my brother-in-law, uh, from, um, BPRD vampires, uh, big, yeah. a big, uh, uh, I think, uh, D, uh dc fan and marvel fan uh big team superman batman green lantern shazam and booster gold but for the enemies he put gorilla grod and uh parallax as the brains and solomon grundy and doomsday as the henchmen type characters
1: okay, so, I, so, I think that works you're strong that you're you're strong enough to do that right yeah grod can use mind control so grod could take a superman off the table. He could take one of them out of the equation. Right.
0: Um, parallax being the big giant sort of baddie. I think that's, I think that's good. We've already seen doomsday take out solo Superman. You know, I think right. doomsday has been a little bit depowered since the death of Superman. I haven't, I don't know. I haven't yeah. read many doomsday storylines, but that usually is what happens is when we, when we premiere a villain, they're a big threat. And then the more we right. use them, the, the more they have to kind of like team up. Uh, and then our final pitch uh, is kind of a funnier pitch. Um, this is uh, from uh, Matt. He's from the Absolute Geek Podcast. Go check out the Absolute Geek pod- Podcast on your podcast provider. But he said, "Batman." The question, Tim Drake. Okay. Oh, Ralph Dibney, Who well, I'm actually. That's a sure. classic oh. man. That's classic man. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, Detective Chimp. And I love that it's all they are all detectives. I love it. Here's here is the uh pitch. Uh okay. they are investigating that bitch Carol Baskins uh killed her husband and fed him to a tiger. <laughs> okay, I get it. I do
1: like that they're all I You know what? I kind of like the detective agency sort of thing, right? Cuz Plastic Man's a PI. Yeah, right? So I think I think that would be a that might be fun. To get like, what's your, I mean, the the, take away the sort of jokey Tiger King sort of thing. That would be sort of a, like, let's say that this, let's say that the mystery is too big for Batman. It's global. Yes. Yeah. So he needs to send each of these people out to go solve a part of the mystery in a different part of the world. Right yeah or a yeah. different part of it, just a different part of the u.s you could do that same thing and be like all right i'll i'll check here in gotham detective chimp you've got you've got metropolis yeah, like
0: you said earlier is a weird like scooby-doo-esque mystery yeah 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 <laughs> oh that's good
1: yeah i think the best part like your pitch is like plastic man is scooby-doo right like yeah. <laughs> you're like mystery mobile what are they driving around in i didn't ask you what are they in
0: it's like a shitty van right it's a shitty van yeah 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 because Um, here's
1: what i think i think i think that constantine kept the van from when he was in the band and he has it in storage somewhere
0: yes yes (laughs) i want i want want an old liner i want them on their uh uh adventures to come across real musicians because i want constantine to meet sting uh (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh man yeah.
0: well but that I, was, think that, I was, that was really fun I actually that uh, we were like experimenting like can we do a whole episode on pitches and sure enough we could sure enough, we can. Uh, so ladies and gentlemen Travis want Travis
1: and I want to thank you for tuning in uh you can find all of our old episodes on Spotify super easy you can dig back on iTunes or if you want to like you're like I wonder what the guys did in 2016 in March, you can go to our website and search it by month, and see what we were listening to and what we were reading in March of 2016, if you wanted to, at www.comicexposure.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Comic Exposure, on Facebook, facebook.com slash comic exposure, and you can check us out on those platforms because we'll share stuff like this, and you could chime in, and you could give us your pitch if we do this again. Travis and I have some books in the works. Here's a couple things that we're going to be reading. We're going to be reading Batman, uh, The Last Night on Earth we're going to be reading lucifer we're going to be reading uh bog bodies is coming up it's going to be a little farther out because it doesn't release till the end of the month uh or not even this month i think it it releases the end of may so that's going to be like our entrance in the summer uh but travis and i are trying to find a justice league book and we're going to find a justice league book you mean avengers book an Avengers book. I'm sorry. We did a League. Like we got to find an Avengers book. And then Travis, I want to pitch an Avengers story. I oh, think yeah. like, I think we have to read an Avengers book. We have to find our Avengers pitch. Mine is just all going to be great. Lakes Avengers. Mine's going to be the exact same pitch. I'm just changing out characters. <laughs> it's going to be, mine is going to be Sasquatch and puck. And, <laughs> Squirrel Girl, that's my team,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah, and Wolverine. Oh, you got to, Mugatu,
1: yeah, yeah, (laughs) Mugatu. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, if you follow us on one of those podcast apps, if you want to give us a review, give us dem stars, we appreciate it. And uh, you
0: follow the podcast on Spotify, hit that follow, yeah, and then.
1: Uh, and then you can, yeah, smash that follow button and then, uh, real sexy, like over to the right. Yeah. Hit that follow. But then if you want, and you're looking for some quality quarantine gear, because you got it, no one's ever going to wear a button up shirt ever again. It's not going to happen. So if you need a nice comfy t-shirt, I got a podcast one on iFanboys. You got iFanboy one. That's nice. You can go, you can go to our website www.comic click on the merch tab and there will be a bevy of shirts for you to pick out from and you could join us in comfort and we'll keep you nice and snug during these troubled times until next time ladies and gentlemen travis and i will see you next trade